0: As an entrepreneur, you have to put a lot of hours in, and sometimes they're early in the morning or late at night after the kids have gone to bed. But as long as I tie in that balance of play and work, I think my children have seen that, and now they're adopting that even in their own, how they do their schoolwork even, which has been, which has been a huge help as they've gotten older.
1: Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast podcast the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs who want to successfully homeschool their kids while running a profitable business. In this podcast, we'll reveal the truth of what it really looks like behind the scenes of an entrepreneur who homeschools and how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who currently homeschools or you want to start, you are in the right place, my friend. With 16 years experience combining entrepreneurship with homeschooling, I'm your host, Jen Myers, and this is the Homeschool CEO Podcast. Do you think that homeschooling and entrepreneurship mean you need to put down roots in one location? Nope. Our guest today, Anna Larson, the founder and CEO of Nomad About, is going to show us how she, along with her soldier husband, two kids, and a fur baby, have spent the last 16 years living overseas. On multiple continents, in different countries, she has been homeschooling and building a thriving business. All so that her family can experience total freedom and flexibility. So if you've ever considered traveling or living abroad while homeschooling and running your business, this is the episode for you. So let's get started. All right, you guys are in for such a treat today. I have Anna here with us, and we are going to talk about so many amazing things. So Anna, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Tell us a little bit about who you are, who you serve, your family, all that good stuff.
0: Sure. I would love to. Thanks for having me on today. So um, my name is Anna Larson. I am a copywriter by trade and I have my own business. It's called No Mad About. It does copywriting, email marketing, social media management, and then I do a lot of marketing consulting and website um, design and copy for different small to medium-sized businesses. So I am a homeschool mom of I guess it would now be seven years, uh, eight years, maybe. Um, I started homeschooling my daughter when she uh, hit kindergarten, preschool age, and we've never looked back. I have a second child that's a son, and he also is homeschooled, and as a family, one of the things we love to do most is travel together. Um, We've lived all over the world because we're a military family, and so we've had the opportunity to live on three different continents in their young lives, and we're currently here in Texas.
1: Now, are you originally from Texas?
0: No, I am from Oregon originally. That was a long time ago, though.
1: (laughs) I totally hear that. Yes, (laughs) Right, so Anna, take us back kind of to the beginning. So I know some of your backstory, but I know our audience doesn't yet. So you were born up in the Northwest. Yes. Got to get my geography right. <laughs> okay. And did you always want to travel? Because that's always kind of been part of your life, right?
0: Yes, always. So I grew up in a very large family. So we weren't really able to do a lot of like ex- extensive traveling, like world traveling. But my parents were really great about road trips, trips to the beach, camping trips, exploring mountains, anything that was local, nearby, within a few hours. Um, They were great about getting us out. And it just, it spurred in me this love of discovery, I guess you would say, Um, meeting new people, meeting new places, different cultures. And um, then when I turned, when I graduated from college, I went to live in Italy for a couple of years. And that was amazing. And that was kind of the jumping off point for, I got to see every continent and visit every country at some point in my life, because this is an amazing experience. So,
1: so that's amazing because that's something that I want to do. And I know that's a lot of what, one of the reasons that our homeschool CEOs decide to homeschool because they already have that freedom and flexibility of being entrepreneurs. And they're like, you know what? What? Why would we create this lifestyle of freedom and then chain our kids to a desk nine months out of the year with the school system telling us you have to be here Monday through Friday, eight to three, or you get the little nasty notes that come home and say, yeah, you can't go on a cruise in the middle of January because that is school time. Like, my moms have said that to me and they said that is when we decided that was enough. Uh, Yes. (laughs) All right. So you're in your twenties, you graduated college, you're living in Italy and you're deciding, Hey, I, I want to travel the world. So when did you make that jump from corporate America to entrepreneurship?
0: It actually only happened a couple of years ago. So after I, the very first job I had, I was single and I was in my twenties and I traveled three weeks out of every year. And I went all over the United States for my job. I worked for a, a nonprofit and lived in Washington DC area. And that, that just kind of fueled the fire, right? So I'm, I'm going all over the place and, and putting on these programs and events for different CEOs from uh, mostly engineering companies. And then following that, I, um I met my, I moved back to Oregon and then My job in Oregon actually required me to travel all over the state again. And so again, I was traveling more locally, but still getting the opportunity. I mean, I was rarely home. I don't even, I was really one of those, like always have a backpack kind of lifestyles. When I met my husband, he was having a break in service from the military and, um, we quickly, he started coming on some of the trips with me when he could, if they were shorter or something along that. And we quickly realized we both really just, that was kind of our thing, like just getting out and trying new things, experiencing new places, discovering hole in the wall restaurants or shops or people and all the like weird quirky things that you can find just pretty much in any town you're in. So when he decided to go back into active duty military, I said, that's fine. As long as you promise me, we're we're going to see the world as we do this. Like there's no, we're going, setting roots down. And I mean, you can't really do that in the military anyway, but we're not going to go and sit down in Fort Hood, Texas and stay there. Like I really need this opportunity. He said, absolutely. No problem. I have the same desire. So we've, Lived in Europe, we lived in Germany for a few years. My son was born there. Um, we had a very unique opportunity with the military. They sent us to Africa for two years. So we lived in Africa for two years and were able to travel quite extensively there. And then of course we've lived in the United States. So from those different jumping off points, we've been to Asia as well. We took our children there to the UAE and just you know have had amazing experiences from all of that.
1: That is amazing. So, all right. So we started, so you started your business and you, did you know from the beginning that you wanted to homeschool?
0: No. In fact, I never had any plans to homeschool at all.
1: That <laughs> You are in good company because I will tell you that is the number one answer that we get here on the podcast and in our community. It's kind of, we we kind of waffle between is that like a badge of shame? Should we be embarrassed that we didn't really want to homeschool? Like I'm like oh no oh no honey you are my people because I was the most reluctant homeschooler. I mean it was my last option. Okay, so t- tell us about why you decided to homeschool.
0: Um, yeah, so when my daughter hit fifth, she was a very early lear- early learner. So not genius, nothing like that. She just had a love of learning from an early age. So as opposed to playing with her toys, she wanted to read books. She wanted to practice her letters. She wanted to, you know, do geometric designs and things like that. So by age three, she was reading pretty well, um, which, you know, shocked me as a parent, but I wanted to nurture that. I love to read. I mean, I'm a copywriter. I love to write. I love books. I love all these things. And so um, she, because of her, love for learning. When we entered this public school system, they were not prepared for her level of education at age five and a half. And so they, I worked with them as much as I could in terms of providing some sort of educational opportunity for her that would still allow her to be challenged, learn, and grow, and didn't leave her stuck learning her ABCs and phonic sounds when she already knew all of that. And it just, just long story short, I mean, you know, there's always a, there's always a story there, (laughs) but long Mm -hmm. story short, we couldn't make it work. And the school system basically told me, uh, not basically, they literally said the words to me, she has to dog paddle in place until her peers can catch up with her. And I said, that's not acceptable to me. And they said, then you can disenroll her. So I did. And then I went, what in the world did I just do? (laughs) What what do I do now?
1: Wow.
0: I said, I guess I better figure out what homeschool is all about.
1: (laughs) That's okay. So I have a very similar story. Our number three, he also started reading at three years old. He now speaks five languages and is a very successful entrepreneur at 21. But he went to a private preschool. And she literally sat us down and said, you cannot send this child to traditional schooling for kindergarten. And I said, well, why not? And she said, well, because he's at about a third grade level in everything. So similar thing. They were not prepared. They could not. They just didn't have. And it wasn't their fault. They just couldn't. They didn't know what to do with this child that was so outside of the box. So I did the same thing. I'm like, okay. Okay. You know, we had a really complicated situation, and we just said, "This is what we're doing." No, we got this, We got this, right? As entrepreneurs, you know, we got this. We can, <laughs> right? If we can figure out how to write a sales page, we can figure out how to homeschool a child.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Yes, oh. it was. It was a really difficult decision. I mean, I really yeah. looked at every other option: private schools, you know, little oh. co-op type schools, Montessori schools. I looked at. You know, anything I could find, because in my head, I was thinking, I cannot homeschool. I am not cut out for this. I am not, I don't know how to do this. And mm-hmm. then when, and just our lifestyle, private school, it, you know, as military, we move so frequently to get her started in a private school and not know where we're going next and whether there would be something comparable at the next location. Made it almost, I just felt like that would be as much of a disservice as, you know, just throwing her and leaving her into the public school system where she wasn't going to be challenged. And so really homeschool was kind of like the only option. I was reluctant, but once I started, I'll tell you, I, it was so much fun. I loved it. I absolutely loved it.
1: So what do you think your top lesson has been that you've learned over the years of homeschooling while running your business? Well, that's a really good question. So um, one of the things that I
0: have done, I think, well with my children and my business is they both have seen, first of all, my work ethic, I guess, like that I work hard and that I spend all day and I get my stuff done, but also that I play hard. So we spend our school days and we get our school stuff done and then we play and I make sure that it's, it's not, you know, I mean, I, they're getting older, so they love their electronics and they want to play video games. But I make sure that no matter where we're at, we're out discovering what's in our area, what's nearby, hiking, swimming, boating, the lakes, the, the different activities that the places, you know, different places we live have put on um, community events. Volunteer work is a big one for me as well. So I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons is that if you work as an entrepreneur, you have to put a lot of hours in and sometimes they're early in the morning or late at night after the kids have gone to bed. But as long as I tie in that balance of play and work, I think my children have seen that and now they're adopting that even in their own, how they do their schoolwork even, which has been been a huge help as they've
1: gotten older. Yes. Yes. I, I agree with that statement. I've watched my children take on my attributes, the, the good and the bad, you know, like we, <laughs> yes, our children are sometimes our best teachers going, oh, maybe we should work on that. But same thing. I've seen them take on that work hard, play hard mentality as well. So very, very similar. So as you've lived on all of these different continents with your kids and you've homeschooled and you've run your business, what, what are some of your biggest takeaways from that?
0: Uh, well, one is that you cannot run your own business from every country. So there were times where I had to do things on pause and basically take a sabbatical because it was, the agreement with the military and the country actually did not allow me to have my own home based business. So I would put it on pause for a couple of years. And during that time frame, then I um, would... Uh, practice, write on my own, continue to a blog, you know, things along those lines to keep my craft up. But it was really frustrating as a professional, because I literally was stalled out at some point in time from being able to progress professionally, just because of my husband's job and the, the lifestyle, how we were living. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Um, I would say the other thing, though, is that I I tried hard to take the experiences that I was having in the moment, and now I can go back and incorporate them into the, what I'm writing, how I write, who I write to. Like I realized that it really did build my ability to reach a wider audience, maybe, or speak to a larger group of people, Because, and maybe because I was forced to not be able to be working <laughs> during those times, I had to be more in the moment and present with what I was doing right then and there. There was no sidetracking, like I've got to work for six hours today or 10 hours today.
1: Wow. Yeah, actually, I know you you have no way of knowing this, but um, the last three episodes that I've recorded that this will go in the lineup of, we've, every single one of us have touched on that being present in the moment Mm. and where that has gotten us in our life because it's those experiences that have propelled the growth That comes afterwards.
0: Yes. And I will say when we were in Africa, because I could not work, I actually took a job with the embassy and had a fascinating experience. I I ran a grants program for community grassroots programs that helped people with either infected with or families had been affected by HIV and AIDS. And I traveled into deep remote parts of the country of Uganda and met amazing people. And it's the kind of thing where I'm like, someday I'm going to write a book about this. Like, because it was that kind of deep, like heart soul stirring kind of experience that I'm like, this is something not anyone and everyone just gets to do. So.
1: Wow. Yes. Okay. And when you, when you write your book, we're going to bring you back on the podcast to help you promote (laughs) it. Oh my goodness. You are blowing my mind. So wait a minute. So I have a question because I know my my audience is sitting there thinking this. How did you do that and homeschool at the same time?
0: That's a great question. So, uh while we were in Africa, I did put my children into an international school for one year. But the problem was that um that didn't work out so well. So the distance from our home to the school was over an hour bus ride for my children each day. So they're in elementary school, leaving at 6.45 in the morning and not coming home until five o'clock at night. And I struggled with that as a parent. So um, one of the really amazing opportunities we had, we had a a full-time housekeeper slash nanny, Miss Dorothy, which I love her dearly. And she just said, I'll help you as much as I can. I'll help you. So we pulled them out of school, <laughs> and then I would set up lessons every night, and the kids would work through them with Miss Dorothy's help. And then when I got home in the evening, I would come back, and we would review what they had done and talk about it, and sometimes do a lesson together. And it was it was more of like a working parent homeschooling parent combination for a year. But I'll tell you that was really hard, um, and I was. I was glad to get back to a more normal schedule where I was able to work from home and be with my children during the day after that Africa experience.
1: Yes. What was the hardest
0: part of that? So I would say that while, while I was having the experience of being able to see my children learn, I wasn't getting that opportunity when I was working full time. So my housekeeper was seeing my children grasp concepts and they were and that was difficult for me because I missed that time I spent with them. I was missing that. I mean, that's what happens when you homeschool, right? You have this love of being around your children. And I was missing those opportunities. I think that was probably the most difficult part for me, was not, not being there in the moment and having to hear about it after I came home.
1: That would be hard. That would be hard. I can, I can only imagine that part of it. We've had tutors throughout the years that have helped with homeschooling as well while, because we're building businesses. And so, uh, yeah, missing those aha, those eureka moments, you know, that you want to always put into your memory. That is hard. So how did you deal with that? Cause I'm assuming just the way that you're saying that there was like some mom guilt a little bit there. How did you deal with that?
0: There was a little bit of mom guilt. I think I spent extra time in the evenings as much as I could. And then I made sure to I I wanted to make sure my children when we lived in Africa traveling was going to be very important for me and so the homeschool part of our life really I wanted it to center around this once in a lifetime experience they were going to have of living in Africa that I mean that's just so out of the norm really for most children and so instead of doing standard curriculum like we maybe would normally do you know I would make I would take a day and we would go just to some small remote town even going to the grocery store honestly was an experience a new experience (laughs) I'm sure and there was little markets and driving down the road I mean we drove on the opposite side of the road the road the road system there there's no stoplights it's chaos and mayhem largely most of the time, or a cow comes walking across the road, or chickens, or, you know, just really like so different from anything you see in the United States or even Europe, where we were living at. And then even just, just right down the street, there was this, um you know, we lived on a compound with gates and concertina wire for safety and protection. But a block away was these small metal huts with outdoor cooking stations, and then they would sell this delicious food called chapati, which is like a bread thing. And we would walk down there, and my kids would play with their kids, and we'd just sit and have a little treat, purchase a little treat from them. And I just wanted them to experience those kind of cultural moments. Um, So our homeschooling became very different when we were living there. It wasn't, okay, math, now let's do your English and your grammar. I mean, we still did some of those things, but I tried to tie it into what we were doing in the bigger picture.
1: Your kids have to be amazing. I just want to sit down and talk with them. Like, I want to interview them going, what, you know, how do kids process this? So you're introducing them to all these amazing cultural experiences. How has that shaped them as individuals in your homeschooling style?
0: I would say that my son was very young, um, but I think that even though he was young, I think because of the where we lived and the, the people that he met, he is so friendly. Like, he is like, everybody's my friend. I, I like you and I like you. And he, those differences that are such a really big deal right now in the world, he does not see differences. He, like, that's just so foreign to him because his experience has been with so many different types of people and different races and different ethnicities that for him, he's like, I don't understand why people are mad at each other. So that's one thing I would say. And my daughter, who is a little bit older, she has really grasped the idea of, so she's um, adopted the love of travel like I have. And she keeps a little journal of all the places we've gone and all the countries we have left to go visit, you know, and she'll ask me, hey, mom, what's next on the list? Right now, Iceland's next on the list (laughs) or South America. It's one of the two. We're not sure yet. Because we haven't ever been to South America. So that's kind of one of those big, like, hey, we need to make it down to this, this part of the world and see something down there. Um, so, yeah, so I think that sh- for her and her homeschooling, she really reaches for eclectic kind of learning opportunities. So she wants to read the book about the weird music thing that the Navajo Indians made or, you know, she'll, those kinds of things where she's really into cultural and um, unique and very art oriented. And that's what she, she searches out on her own. And we spend a lot of time with her doing that kind of stuff for homeschooling. And I think that's directly related to the lifestyle that she's lived.
1: That, I can completely see why that would, yeah, why that would correlate into that. All right. So my last question for you then, if you were sitting down with a mom right now who's an entrepreneur and she wants to homeschool her kids, or maybe she is homeschooling her kids and she's trying to figure out how or if she can, you know, run her business and homeschool and travel the world, what advice would you give her?
0: Well, first I would say you absolutely can do
1: it. Um, And the process for getting
0: there, I think, is just going to be different for everyone, whatever works best for them. For me, really, it comes down to like time blocking. So, you know, you can time block your day out, but you can also time block your week and your month and your year out and just say to yourself, hey, these four weeks, I'm not homeschooling. I'm going to work my job in such a way that I can take some time off and really concentrate on something I want to do, whether that be travel or some other really amazing you know, opportunity that your family has. And that's kind of how I have set up my business. I'm, I mean, not every business can take a couple of weeks off maybe, but for me, I'm, I have worked it so that if I need to take some time off, I time block that out and I maybe have to spend a lot more hours in before we go and maybe a few extra hours after we come back. But that's the whole joy of homeschooling and running your own business is you can make those decisions. There's nobody telling you you can't do that. So that, that would be my advice is
1: don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. You
0: absolutely can.
1: Oh, such good advice. Such good advice. All right, tell our audience where they can connect with you online.
0: Okay, so you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and my handle on both of those is at I am Nomad about. And you can also find me on my website, which is www.nomadabout.com. Or you can email me, Anna, at nomadabout.com.
1: Perfect. And we'll be sure to link all of those up in the show notes as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been fantastic. Thank you, Jen.
0: I really appreciate it.
1: Meeting Anna made me want to travel to other countries and experience different cultures and homeschool and build my business all at the same time. Did it inspire you too? If you enjoyed this episode, would you do me a favor? Snap a quick pic of this episode and tag me in your Facebook or Instagram stories and let me know which country you are tuning in from and which country would you absolutely love to homeschool in. And as always, thank you for listening this week, and I look forward to spending time with you again next week. See you later. Hey, friend. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And for more information on connecting with other homeschool CEOs just like you, be sure to check out our website at www.homeschoolceo.com. And as always, Team Homeschool CEO, you ladies inspire me. Thank you for always showing others what is possible. You guys are awesome. See you next week.